It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. Of course, I'm Don LaGreca. Hopefully, everybody is getting ready for what should be a fabulous weekend as we get closer and closer to the holiday season. Thanksgiving is just a couple of weeks away, and and we'll talk more about this when we get there. But, you know, EJ and I always discuss how American Thanksgiving is always that line where, all right, where is everybody? And how if you're a playoff team by American Thanksgiving, in all likelihood you will be a playoff team. Now, we did start a week later, so I don't know if you want to kind of push it till December 1st, but seeing a lot of fabulous stories around the National Hockey League for sure. Uh, and let's dive into a few things. Uh, first off, we want to congratulate... Rick Nash, we found out on March 5th, is number 61 is going to be retired in Columbus. Biggest star the Blue Jackets ever had. First star they ever had, really. And uh, had a tremendous career there. Never really got a chance for tremendous uh, on-the-ice success with Columbus. Is, you know, they'd find a way to get into the first round, get bounced by Detroit in the first round. And he really didn't really get a taste of any kind of deep success until he came to the Rangers, going to the Stanley Cup Final and winning the President's Trophy the following year and getting to the third round in successive years. And I got to know Rick a lot when he was with the Rangers and just a great, great guy. Seriously, um, he was just a fun guy to be around. I thought he was a very quiet leader and misunderstood in a lot of ways, too, just because he had such a great all-around game, and that would always get thrown out there when he'd go stretches without scoring goals. Well, listen, he, the guy kills penalties, and and he, he works hard in the corners, and he makes players around him better, and if he went like 15 games without scoring a goal, you could see that thrown out, and it almost became like a moniker of, of failure in a sense that where that was like, Oh, that's like saying uh, the girl's got a nice personality. It's like, ah, you know, you're you're paid to score goals. We don't want to hear about all the extra things that you did. But it really was a compliment because he did a lot of things that sometimes big goal scorers didn't do. And when he was with the Rangers uh, and the um, the Olympics were coming up and Mike Babcock was the coach of Team Canada, uh, suggested that maybe he play a little bit on the penalty kill because that's where they were going to use him in the Olympics. And then he became a good penalty killer and just became an all-around player, scored some big goals for Columbus, the New York Rangers, and obviously concussions never really got you know, much um, traction in Boston because of that, and his career was shortened. But whenever I see him around the rink, he's always got nice things to say. Very quiet guy, but a fun guy uh, to cover. And uh, congratulations, he's going to get his number 61 retired in Columbus on March 5th. All right, let's dive into uh, the stories of the day. And we discussed this back on Wednesday, just how good the Pacific Division has become and and how wild it is, no pun intended, uh, with the Minnesota Wild losing to the Golden Knights last night, um, uh, how it's going to be when you look at Edmonton and Calgary and how well they've played. Well, Calgary's kind of taken a bit of a step back, losing back-to-back games for the first time this year, falling in Montreal to um, the Canadiens 4-2. to uh, But the Oilers continue to go. Uh, they continue to win. They won in Boston 5-3. to But I still think those are two of the best teams in the Pacific Division. Sharks lost to the Jets. So uh, I know it's it's only... It's only November and only the second week of November, but all these games are going to count because 
that that division is just so crazy. And the Ducks are somebody we need to talk about as well, along with the Kings. The Kings took advantage of a tough situation for the Ottawa Senators, nine players in COVID protocol, and the Kings were able to take advantage of that, although I thought the Senators played well in the game, managed to get 34 shots shots on goal and had some pretty good goaltending, but the Kings end up winning that game 2-1 for their seventh consecutive win. So very quietly, Los Angeles shelved that really bad start when they didn't win in the first four, and since then, riding a seven-game winning streak. And the Ducks have just been an amazing surprise. Uh, 6-1-3 and three in their last 10, six-game winning streak. And, and, and right now, Troy Terry has just been, uh, for lack of a better word, on a tear. He has scored a point in all 11 of the Ducks games. He's got a 13-point scoring streak going back uh, to last year. Uh, McTavish has played well. Um, but really, the story... Uh, and McTab- uh, also uh, Shattenkirk has played uh, tremendously well for them as well as he's you know he's got four goals nine assists for 13 points on the blue line that's pretty good uh, but uh, Troy Terry is the story here 10 goals already on the season I mentioned the 13 game uh, point scoring streak uh, 19 points in 14 games so excuse me he has the 13 this year didn't score in the first game uh, but 11 goals 8 assists 19 points that's some pretty good stuff for him so that's a major reason why the Ducks are playing the way that they're playing right now and the Ducks have really made it interesting as far as the Pacific Division standings go Um, we talked about it back on Wednesday those three spots with Calgary, Edmonton, and then is it going to be San Jose? Is it going to be Anaheim? Is it going to be Los Angeles? There's so many teams that can kind of stake their claim in the Pacific Division that it's going to be wild, right? Because the Anaheim has wedged themselves between Edmonton and Calgary with the Flames losing back-to-back games. Nashville is off to, I think, a terrific start as well. They've got 17 points in the first 14. So now, you know, the Sharks have a bit of a hiccup, you know, 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. They now fall out of the playoffs. Vancouver, uh, uh, Vegas is out of the playoffs right now. Colorado is out of the playoffs right now, although they had a big night last night scoring seven goals, ranting them with a goal and an assist, or a couple of goals and an assist, and playing without McKinnon. He's got that lower body injury eventually Colorado's going to find it but you know if you really look at I think Edmonton and Calgary are legit you know uh, so is Anaheim legit is the Los Angeles Kings legit is Nashville legit somebody could be on the outside looking in for these playoffs so every point's going to count even this early in the season so good on Anaheim putting a lot of pressure on the teams of the Western Conference and I think it's been kind of a lot of fun watching the 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 atypical teams make something happen. Anaheim was one of the worst teams in the league last year, and they're really putting it together. Vegas is trying to find it. Won seven of their last ten. They've won a couple of games in a row. I know, but right now they're that third wild card team, a point back of Nashville. Both of them have played 14 games. There really isn't... The only team that's really got a ton of games in hand right now is Colorado's only played 11. Edmonton has only played 12. Uh, Edmonton, uh, McDavid has slowed down just a bit with only a point in, in in each of the last couple of games, but still he's got the point-scoring streak to start the season at 12 as he did earn a point last night in that win uh, against the Boston Bruins. So so good on them. Edmonton's going to play tonight against Buffalo. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. I know a lot of Islander fans are kind of concerned about their team right now. They throw 42 shots at Mackenzie Blackwood to get blanked, lose to the Devils 4-2. to So how about New Jersey? playing back-to-back games against the Panthers and the Islanders, two of the best teams in the NHL, at least on the surface anyway, and they outscore them, what, 11-3 to in those two games. And, and last night was no joke. The Devils were just flat out the better team. And right now, some Islander fans, I think, are just a tad bit concerned about the fact that they just have not been able to get much offense. And you can complain 
about the Palmieri's and the Parisi's of the world, but really no one is really scoring. Um, Beauvillier's just got three goals. Barzell's just got three goals. So they're going to try to find it. They're going to get there. But it is a little bit of a concern, but let's not freak out. Every single game they've played has been on the road so far this season. I think they'll get a bump when they get home finally on November uh, November 20th when they take on Calgary. And Calgary is going to be the end of a long road trip, so very good chance that they'll kind of get things going there. Panthers lose again, this time in a shootout to the Penguins, 3-2. to two. So that's three straight games now that Florida has not won with two of those losses coming in regulation. So uh, the other story, we talked about the Avalanche 7-1 to win last night. Uh, the Canucks have just been kind of in free fall here. Got off to that quick start. Uh, but now that minus seven goal differential, four, five, and one in their last ten. There's actually rumblings, believe it or not, in Vancouver that Travis Green could be on the hot seat. We heard a lot about that last year, and then Vancouver went on that run, and then they were decimated by COVID. So that kind of gave, I think, uh, Green a little bit of uh, of a pass. And now I think bigger things were kind of expected from this team. They're still hanging in there. Uh, but just only two wins so far in seven home games. I think that's a little bit distressing. Uh, Pullman's probably going to get suspended, so they'll lose a defenseman. He had a swinging stick incident against Kiefer uh, Sherwood last night that was pretty ugly. Listen, Sherwood's okay, and there wasn't uh, a major uh, swing of the stick, meaning it didn't come with a lot of velocity to his head, but clearly with one hand, gets checked, swings blindly, hits Sherwood in the head, so that's going to be at least a couple of games suspension for him, and deservedly so. And that's one of the things that kind of came out of the game last night is Vancouver uh, struggling just a little bit. Remember, they played 14 games, which is uh, the most outside of Anaheim so far in the Western Conference. But, yeah, some rumblings in Vancouver that if things don't straighten themselves out quickly and certainly a 7-1 loss to a struggling Colorado team is going to send up some uh, smoke signals a little bit that Travis Green could be a coach that could lose his job in the near future. And we'll see if that is something that will happen to the Vancouver Canucks if they don't get their act together here and kind of turn things around. Vancouver's next game uh, will be coming up uh, at Vegas. So that's a pretty big game coming up uh, over the weekend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, it's Friday and you know what Friday means. Don McGregor's Friday Top 5. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's so many different teams that you can kind of put into the mix here as who should be in the top five. I am going to slide in St. Louis still at that number five position. Number five. Again, they lost in overtime last night, but 6-2-2 two and two in their last 10. Uh, they're playing some terrific hockey. Perron's been good for them. Uh, they've had their share of injuries, but things have been really good for the St. Louis Blues. I, I thought about Minnesota in the top five, but I'm still going to leave St. Louis at number five. 
Number four. You know, you can make a case that they should be higher, but they have played more games than any other team in the National Hockey League, and that's the team we were just talking about, the Anaheim Ducks. And they've won six in a row, only one regulation loss in their last ten. They've been good at home. They've been solid on the road. This Duck team has been a huge surprise so far this season, but again, they're getting tremendous production from Shattenkirk. We talked about with the what uh, Terry's done so far this year for the first time in a long, long time. The Ducks cracked the top five, and I've got them in number four. Number three. Believe it or not, I'm going to slide the Florida Panthers down to three, and a little disturbing the last three games. I mean, they fought hard, earned a point last night against Pittsburgh, but you know, and they threw a ton of shots at the Rangers back on Monday, but came up a loss in regulation, spotting the Rangers four goals. They had a furious comeback, but still lost that game in regulation. The next night, a no-show in New Jersey as they gave up a touchdown in that game. They go back to Bobrovsky last night. They do earn a point, but with those three games, a little disturbing, a little disheartening, and certainly enough to knock them out of the top spot and drop them down to number three. Number two. Carolina bounced back after that loss to the Panthers, so they have won nine of their last ten. Still just a one regulation loss at 10-1-0 to start the season, and they've got a plus-20 goal differential, which is best in the National Hockey League. I've got the Hurricanes at number two. Number one. And I'm going to slide them in because they've just been a tremendous story. Now they've hit the road, and they've also played only 12 games. But controversially, over Carolina, I'm going to put Edmonton at number one. They're so much fun to watch. Plus 17 goal differential, only one loss um, at home, one loss on the road. So 10-2 and two to start the season. I think their schedule's just been a little bit tougher, but they've just been so impressive. McDavid would have pointed every single one of their 12 games. So I'm going to slide Edmonton as the controversial number one just to stir the pot for everybody here. Uh, for this week's top five. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, let's hear from you to close out the week at Don LaGreca. Hashtag game misconduct. Let's go to Jake. He says, so the Kings have now won seven in a row. Is there reason to believe they can keep this up in what is turning out to be a very deep Pacific division? Now, my colleague, my producer, uh, Anthony, had the, was high on the Kings. EJ Raddick was high on the Kings. Then Byfield got hurt. And remember, he's going to come back at some point. Uh, Quick has found some resurgence here. Uh, They're very well-rounded offensively. Now, listen, I don't think they're going to be one of the top three teams in the Pacific, but could they sneak into the playoffs? Hey, listen, this seven in a row has, you know, last night they caught the huge break taking on Ottawa when they did. There's many people who thought that game should have been played, but I do think the Kings can find themselves in the playoffs. They are exceptionally well coached, and and I think that the Kings are going to be a fun, fun watch. Tim McHaley says, all these folks complaining about ESPN Plus don't know what they're missing. I watched more regular season hockey last night than I ever have in my life. Pay up, people. You want more exposure, access to hockey? Well, here it is. Well, I get called a shill for defending ESPN Plus, but I'll tell you, 
again, I was somebody that lived for the what? I got to pay for ESPN uh, two. I, I've got to pay for MSG. I've got to pay for Sports Channel. But they do a good job. They give you a slew of games. I think the announcers have been great. Uh, I, I think it's worth the investment. You can bundle it if you got kids with the ESPN Plus and Hulu. I, I catch a lot of these games on Hulu, and Hulu's very good too. So I don't know how affiliated that is with the mothership Disney, but uh, you can bundle that together. And again, I can't spend your money, and I know how irritating it is as a hockey fan to have to spend to see this, but uh, they do put a good product. They give you a lot of games, and 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 maybe uh, if you've inv- invested in the um, in the center ice package, you already are investing money to see games, and, and ESPN Plus could be worth that same investment. Um, Tony says... With how the Eichel situation played out in Buffalo, can you see another superstar wanting out of their team in the next few seasons? One that springs to mind is Matthews in Toronto. Maybe he wants out if things get too chaotic and he can't win. Well, off the off the top of your head, you think about some of the star players and being in place. Toronto, Toronto's a major market. There's a lot of exposure there, and I know they've got the uh, the jinx of not winning a cup since '67. But that I don't see Matthews. Um, wanting out of there. I know he's American-born and all that, but Toronto, I think, is a pretty healthy place to be. There's always going to be money, and I, and I do think they're, they're, they're a consistent playoff team. So I'm not sure that that is something. Um, can I see a, a, a Keller wanting out of Arizona? Yes. Can I see a, a Strutzel, maybe, if he turns out to be a star, maybe wanting out of Ottawa, if, that, if that's kind of a, a place where you're struggling? But... Um, I, I it's not really a hockey thing to do and you think of like the perennial losing teams Buffalo's been a perennial losing team for a long time I mean Detroit's lost for a while but they've got the pedigree they're going to eventually turn it around you would think and come back into the fold so uh I you know could could Besser want out of Vancouver if the situation continues to to be a problem there but um I disagree with Matthews I think Matthews might want to stay I, I could be dead wrong but I think it would be a mistake for him to want to get out of there. I think that's a good place for him to be. Troy says, almost everyone at the beginning of the season said the Pacific is the weakest division. Have those teams' performance changed that perception one month into the season? Listen, the Kings and the Ducks, you thought were going to be also Rams, two of the hottest teams in the league. I I think Vegas is going to come back. San Jose's been a surprise. So there's a lot of surprises. Is it sustainable? Uh, listen, it's not sustainable for the Ducks to play the way they're playing, but could they be a playoff team? Is it sustainable that the Kings are going to win at the, at the clip they're winning? No. But I tell you what, I think Calgary and Edmonton are legit. I do. Um, so, uh, yeah, it could turn out to be the worst to the best for sure. Chris says, hi, Don. It's been years since we've uh, seen someone score 50 goals in fi- in uh, score 50 goals in five games, or I guess you meant 50 games. Do you think we'll see someone do that again in the near future? It's so difficult to do. I mean, the game is not as wide open. And think of the guys that have done it, right? You're talking about Bossy. You're talking about Gretzky. You're talking about Richard. You know, the the greatest players ever to play the game. Um, you know, Ovi's off to a great start, but I, I just think the competition is too stiff. You don't see teams go out. Remember, remember Gretzky got the 50, game, 50 goals in 39 games. What did he score? Five goals in that 39th game against Philadelphia. I, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Some guys may challenge it, kind of pique your interest, but that's almost like the 56-game hitting streak in baseball, right? I mean, there should be some challenges, but I just don't think it's ever going to fall. Uh, Anthony says, hi, Don. I know it's early, but the last two wins for the Devils were very encouraging against cup contenders. Do you think this might be a statement game 
uh, for them in Jersey. Thanks. Well, last night certainly was. And listen, you get Blackwood back, and I know the whole vaccination thing irritated a lot of people, but there's some that believe that he is definitely the goaltender of the future. I need to see more, but to get him back, that's pretty good, right? Um, and to do this without Hughes. And they've also played some time without Hamilton. He came back last night, scored a goal uh, uh, to make it 4 nothing. It's starting to gel here. It really is. And uh, it's tough. I feel Columbus is kind of in the same boat here. It's such a difficult conference, such a difficult division. So I don't think it's going to be a playoff team, but they've been fun. And they're right there, right? They're, yeah, and we talked about how important American Thanksgiving is, and we're just a couple of weeks away from it. And they're they're right there. They're only a point back of the Rangers for third place in the division, which guarantees you a playoff spot. So listen, it's been a lot of fun. Donnell says, hey, Don, what are your thoughts on the Islanders-Devils game last night? If you watched, and also people don't like the announcers calling the NHL games on ESPN and ESPN+, Plus. everyone thinks they are awful how they call the game. Do you agree? Well, listen, I do not think they're awful. I'm friends with Bob Wischusen. You know that Leah Hextall is a is a member. We haven't had her this year, but she was a weekly last year. I think she does a terrific job. I think McDonough does a great job as well. I, I, I Butcher Gross is, it, it does great. I, I think... I think what pe- people are – again, I don't want to speak for people. If you think it's awful, it's awful. I think it's great, all right? And I know these people, so I'm biased, so there's no way around that. But here's what I think irritates some people, is that you kind of get used to the way the game is called. And and I do think that ESPN Plus, they put a little flair to it, especially Butcher Grass. And maybe that irritates the diehard hockey fan, but you're trying to win over a lot of different people. I think it's been fun. I, don't, I, I think they do a good job. I think all of the color guys are great. I think, um, you know, listen, um, uh, Boucher was great for NBC for a long time. I think that's a terrific hire. Kevin Weeks is a, is a friend of the show, and I think he's done a great job as well. I think everybody loves Ferraro. I, I, listen, I, I, I think they do a terrific job, so I can't speak for everybody, but um, I think the complaints are a little ridiculous there, and I was surprised the Devils played as well as they did against the Islanders. Maybe they're catching the Islanders at this long end of this long road trip. Uh, they're still trying to figure things out with some of the new pieces that they have uh, put in place there with Chara, with Parisi, but I was surprised the Devils have actually played very well over the last couple of games. Maybe they caught teams at the right time. They caught the Panthers on the second back-to-back. I get it. But uh, it's been exciting to watch the Devils over the last week or so. Paul says, the unspoken hero for the Rangers over the past 15-plus years has been Benoit Allaire. Finding Hank, Yorgiev, and Igor. Is there anyone that you can find? Um, is there anyone who can find talent better than him? Uh, you're, you're sorry. Think of all the different coaches. I mean, he's been here since Rennie. So that's Rennie. It's Tortorella. It's Elaine Vigneault, uh, Quinn, and now to Galan. And he's been uh, the fixture there because of the job that he's done. And he and his brother have been tremendous when it comes to goaltending and what they've been able to do. And Benoit Allaire is such a nice guy, such a down-to-earth guy. We kind of joke when we see him on the road. Um, I'll, I'll mess with him saying, uh, I'm, I'm going to interview in the next intermission um, because I'll see him on the road and he sits next to us at home and he laughs because he'll never do interviews because he's he's just he's a shy guy, but he's he always knows – what's the the right button to push and and these coaches believe me it's such an easy thing uh for these coaches to kind of pass the buck when it comes to goaltending because uh, it certainly isn't you know Gallant's Ballywick and it certainly wasn't Tortorella's and to have a guy like Allaire there it's just been been tremendous uh Dick says with the Dallas Stars off to another awful start and looking listless where do you see this team um going here Will the coach get canned? Um, this is supposed to be a healthy, cup-ready mix of veterans like 
um, Ben and Suter, who they went out and got in free agency, and certainly Sagan, it's been disappointing. So you kind of wonder whether there's going to be a change at coach, right? Because you've got, you know, remember when with the whole mess, rigmarole with Montgomery and the way he had to leave. Ah, I could totally see there being a coaching change there, and he's a lifer for sure. Uh, but uh, maybe, maybe it is time to see it because they do have, I think, enough there. Um, they've got way than, more than enough goaltending. At least they've got a lot of bodies anyway. Um, very interesting to see what's going to happen with the Dallas Stars because the, 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 it does kind of feel like things are kind of getting away from them in Dallas. Robert says, why do you think the Rangers aren't giving Halak or, or Libor Hayek a chance to play other than Lindgren, Fox, and Miller. Their other defensemen have been underwhelming so far. Well, I mean, he sent, got sent down for conditioning to Hartford. Um, right now, they seem to be rotating to Nordy and uh, Lundqvist. But, hey, you can make the case. Does Nemeth have to sit maybe and give Hayek a chance? I don't know what's going on there. Um, I would think you can squeeze him in just to get him to play because I do think he's going to be trade bait and it's difficult to trade somebody who has not played all year. Rangers have played 13 games and this guy's been a healthy scratch for all 13 of them. We'll see what happens over the weekend with the back-to-back games. You always like to have that extra piece though, right? To have eight defensemen, especially this team. There's been times where they've had to dress seven. Not this year, but they've done it in years past and you like to have that extra player, but you also got to get them into the mix as well. How unfair would it be for Hayek to get thrown in if a couple of guys get hurt having sat there and not played? That's why they had to send them to Hartford but something's going to break here, but I do think we will see him play a game before he eventually gets dealt. Kevin says, are the Islanders too slow to win? Watching last night's game against the Devils, their defense looks like they couldn't catch up with the speed that New Jersey forwards offer. Uh, they are coached greatly, but this league is about speed, and they are an older team. Well, that, that was a worry about this team going in. And we talked about it earlier in the season that if there's anybody that is going to benefit, you would think from the Olympic break, it's probably going to be the Islanders. But, you know, I, again, all these games have been on the road, a lot of road trips, Western Canada, all thing. Um, I, I, I do think that's a part of it. But, you know, listen, Zidane Char is not going to win any speed races for sure. But I do think they're going to be okay. I do. Uh, this is a team that you know, has, has been consistent. Um, I think there's a target on their back. All the road games, I think they'll get a spurt when they finally get a chance to play home. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, JJ says, where would you rank Kane and Taves as far as the best offensive duos to lead a team to a bit of a dynasty? Maybe a quick daily don. <laughs> I'd have to sit there and think about like duos, but right now what Dreisaitl and McDavid are doing Who are you taking out? is amazing. You go back to the years with um, Zetterberg and Datsuk and all the, all the championship runs they had. Malkin and Crosby certainly have to be in that conversation when you talk about uh, those types of players. Um, what's happening in Colorado, they haven't won yet, but certainly uh, whether it's McKinnon and Landeskog or you want to throw Ranton in into the mix as well. So just like off the top of my head, you can think about the Sagan and Ben in Dallas, although there hasn't bared the fruit of a championship, but they did go to a final together. Um, and, and even though they don't play together all the time, but you know, uh, somebody that probably deserves and also um, uh, an honorable mention would be Zabanajad of Panarin and how well uh, they played together as well. But just off the top of my head, I would say those are some of the guys. And if I missed any, you can always tweet at me. You know how to do that, at Don LeCrec. Just make sure you remember the hashtag game misconduct. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, a lot of fun. Good way to close out the week. You want to get in touch with me, the best way to do that is at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Always fun to BS with you guys. Enjoy the weekend. I'll be on the call for both Rangers games this weekend, tomorrow in Columbus, and then Sunday at the Garden against the Devils. Uh, when they play the Devils, the Rangers, that'll snap a streak of 13 consecutive games the Rangers played against teams they did not play last year because of the pandemic. So kind of break the monotony of getting a chance to play some some teams, and they'll be playing Columbus for the second time and the Devils for the first time uh, this weekend. So we will talk to you again on Monday. Hopefully we'll be able to hook up again with EJ Raddick. So get in touch with me over the weekend at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. Enjoy it. Enjoy all the hockey. We'll talk to you again on Monday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.